Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a CAMBUS, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going to put a plug in because we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telfer, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you are here. Welcome to episode 150. Kind of crazy to say that one out loud. 150 episodes of this podcast. Um, Appreciate anybody who has listened to even one of them. Um, Always appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Um, Happy Tuesday. Just a few days removed from the 2022 Senior World Championships, and what better way to um, you know, kick off the beginning of the week than to hear from a few of our world champion wrestlers. It was a special, special week for USA Wrestling out in Belgrade, Serbia. Uh, men's freestyle team won its fourth ever world team title, had eight total medalists, all of whom made the finals in their respective weight classes, and had four individual champions. USA scored 198 total points en route to a gold medal team finish. Women's freestyle took second for the second straight year, 157 team points, seven total medalists, five finalists, three individual world champs. Um, that's a lot of medals, guys. That's a lot of individual champions. So what I wanted to do today was kind of break down what I saw from the week. I watched it all at home on Flow Wrestling. Maybe you guys did too. If not, um, hey, we're going to catch you up. Um, but then also look ahead because the World Championships uh, last week also helped shape the fields for the upcoming UWW World Cup. Uh, both the men's and women's freestyle World Cups are going to be held in Coralville at Extreme Arena this coming December. Um, so anybody who tuned in kind of got a little bit of a preview of all the firepower that's going to be in Coralville here in just a few months. Um And then once we kind of get through all of that, I've pulled some interviews from USA Wrestling so that you guys can hear from some of our world champion wrestlers. So let's go ahead and start with the men's freestyle team, which either matched or broke a lot of USA Wrestling records this week, right? Men's freestyle team um, won the team title for the fourth time in USA Wrestling history. Um, They previously won it 2017 in Paris, 1995 in Atlanta, and 1993 in Toronto. So very rare um, air there for what the U.S. men's freestyle team accomplished last week. Eight total Americans won medals. That matched a record previously set by the 1987 U.S. world team. Um, And all eight medalists made the finals at their respective weights. And that is a brand new USA wrestling record. So eight finalists for men's freestyle. It tells you a little bit about how ridiculous they wrestled last week. Nine of the ten men's freestyle wrestlers ultimately wrestled for medals. And all ten actually contributed to the final team score. In all, U.S. men's freestyle team combined for a 36. 7-7 Seven and seven overall record at the World Championships, which is just insane. I like to keep track of the records um, just to kind of give an easier idea of, of how the tournament is going for USA. And so, you know, you get through the first day and it's like 13-1. and one. It's like, all right, hey, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Um, you get to the end of the second day and it's like 25-2. and two And it's like, okay, like this is, this is something that's going to be pretty special, right? So 37-7 and seven was the final tally. Um, for the U.S. Men's Freestyle World Team. Uh, Four individual champs that also ties another record for the most by USA Men's Freestyle um, in a single world championship event, right? They previously had four at the 93 and 95 World Championships. Um, It's also probably important to point out but that uh, these records are in the 10 weight class era. I know uh, UWW and Philo, which used to be the, the you know, formally the, the international governing body, they've kind of fluctuated the number of weights for all these 
different styles and whatnot. So that is uh, specifically for the 10 weight class era. So still pretty good, right? Um, Four world champs. We know them all too well, right? Jordan Burroughs won at 79 kilograms. Um, He is now a seven-time world and Olympic gold medalist. That is the most in USA Wrestling history. Jordan Burroughs has won six world championships in 2011, 13, 15, 17, 21, and now 2022, plus his Olympic gold medal in 2012. No other American wrestler has more world and Olympic titles, and only Bruce Baumgartner has more total world medals um, in American wrestling history with 13. JB only has 10, right? Uh, Kyle Dake was also a world champ, 74 kilograms. He went 5-0. and He's now a four-time world champion to go along with his Olympic bronze medal from Tokyo. David Taylor at 86 kilograms. He won 4-0. to um, Excuse me. He went 4-0 and zero, um, and is now a two-time world champ plus an Olympic gold medalist plus a 2021 world finalist, right? He, uh, he kind of had one of the marquee uh, matches of the entire tournament beat Iran's Hassan Yazdani Chirati 7-1 to in the finals, just an absolute dominating performance, um, which came after Yazdani beat David 6-2 to in the world finals last year, which came just a few months after David beat Yazdani 4-3 to in the Olympic gold medal match in Tokyo. So that's a hell of a series between those two wrestlers, um, clearly two of the best wrestlers on the planet. Um, and then the fourth world champ for USA, Kyle Snyder, 97 kilograms. He is just 26 years old, but is now an eight-time world and Olympic medalist, seven-time finalist, and four-time world and Olympic champion. Guys, that's insane. Um, continues on track to become arguably the greatest American wrestler of all time. Yes, perhaps even better than Jordan Burroughs, although I suppose we'll we'll see kind of where Kyle ends up, right? Four other American medalists, all of them were silver medalists. Thomas Gilman at 57 kilograms, Yanni Diakmahalis at 65, Zane Rutherford at 70, Jaden Cox at 92. A couple of notes on each of them. Thomas Gilman, um, now a four-time world and Olympic medalist, uh, 21. He was the 21 world champ, uh, silver medal in both 17 and 22, and then also the Olympic bronze medalist in Tokyo. No other former Iowa wrestler has as many world and Olympic medals now as Thomas Gilman. Only Tom and Terry Brands have more gold medals. Tom was the world champ in 93 and the Olympic champ in 96. Terry was a two-time world champ in 93 and 95. So pretty interesting tidbit there. Yanni uh, made the finals at 65. He is the first American wrestler to win a world medal at 65 kilograms since 2007. Uh, That was when Bill Zadek won a world title. The streak is over. Um, Long live Yanni. He will be a senior at Cornell this winter. A lot of us know that. He's going to be attempting to win a fourth consecutive NCAA title. So, um, just going to add to his legend, right? The way he performed this past week. Zane Rutherford at 70 kilos, uh, reached the world finals, won a medal in his third trip to the world championships. And then Jaden Cox, um, now a six-time world and Olympic medalist and a three-time world finalist. Um, exceptional resume as well. Additionally, Seth Gross was the man at 61 kilograms. He ultimately wrestled for bronze. Um, and then Hayden Zilmer was the guy at heavyweight. He went two and one. Uh, lost to Georgia's Gino Petriusvili in the quarterfinals. That wasn't super surprising since Gino's a three-time world champ. Um, but what was surprising was that Gino then lost in the semifinals to Mongolia's Munker. Um, that bounced Zilmer from the tournament altogether. Uh, I would argue that four times out of five, uh, Gino probably wins that match and, and brings Zilmer back into the repechage. But, hey, he still took seventh. Um, and scored some points for Team USA. So, yeah, all of that added up to 198 points. Far outpaced the field for the team title. Iran took second with 150 points. Um, they had seven medalists, five finalists, and two champs. Um, USA, uh, fun tidbit, went 4-2 and two head-to-head against Iran throughout the tournament. Um, thought that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good performance overall. Um, handful of those were in the finals, right? David beat uh, Yazdani. Um, trying to think. Kyle Dake won his in the semis, but Jordan Burroughs won his um, finals match over Iran. Um, Jaden Cox lost his finals match against Iran. So just a lot of, lot of really intense head-to-head matchups there between USA and Iran, right? Uh, Japan finished third. Mongolia took fourth, and then Georgia took fifth. That's the team race. Here's the kind of wet blanket. I know it was kind of percolating out there in wrestling Twitter. Um, and I know I said something. Um, here's kind of what I said, right? Russia won the men's freestyle world team title in 21, 19, and 18. Um, in February, the International Olympic Committee asked that all international sport governing bodies bar Russia from their world championship events because of the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. 
Um, I tend to agree it's a little bit of a bummer that Russia wasn't there. Um, not only just because they're really good, but because I wanted to see this version of the U.S. men's freestyle team compete against the team that's been very clearly the best in the world over the last two Olympic quads. Um, I mean, guys, 37-7, and seven, four champs, eight finalists. USA was unfathomably just great. Um, over the week in men's freestyle. So it kind of stinks that we didn't get to see that version of Team United States um, go head-to-head against Russia in men's freestyle. I think that I I like our guys, um, and I think it just would have been interesting to kind of see how they would have stacked up. In men's freestyle, um, I guess that was men's freestyle. In women's freestyle, um, just as spectacular as the men's team, um, second place in the team race, seven total medalists, five world finalists, three individual world champs, the three champs, Um, That ties for the most in USA Wrestling history for women's freestyle. They also had three champs in 2019. And seven total medalists also matches an all-time record for women's freestyle. Uh, That matched the totals from 2013 World Championships and just last year, 2021, in Norway. The lead highlight for the women, Amit Elord. Just 18 years old, the youngest American wrestler ever, male or female, to win a senior world wrestling title. She went 4-0, won gold at 72 kilograms. She outscored her opponents 27-2, and she beat three returning world medalists along the way. Um, guys, over the last 14 months, Ahmed Elor has actually won four different age-level world titles. In 2021, she was a cadet and junior world champ, and already in 2022, a junior and a senior world champ. Across all four competitions, 14-0, 11 tech falls, two pins, and she's outscored her opponents 131-3. Did we mention she's only 18 years old? And by the way, she's on USA Wrestling's U23 world team as well. They're going to go to Spain next month. Um, The future is here. Her name is Ahmed Elor. Um, Buckle up and enjoy the ride. USA Wrestling's two other world champs, Dominique Parrish at 53 kilos. Um, Her first trip to the world championships resulted in a gold medal. Pretty dope. Um, And then Tamara Mensa Stock, 68 kilograms. Uh, She outscored her four opponents 34 to 0. She is now a two-time world champ to go along with her Olympic gold medal and now a five-time world and Olympic medal winner overall. Uh, behind them, Kayla Miracle, Helen Marulis both made the finals. Kayla, two-time world silver medalist. Now Helen, an eight-time world and Olympic medalist. Um, I think arguably one of the greatest women's freestyle wrestlers we've ever seen. Um, behind them, Sarah Hildebrandt, Mallory Velti both won bronze. Sarah, now a four-time world and Olympic medalist. And then Mallory Velti back on the team and now a two-time world bronze medalist another outstanding performance from the u.s women 157 total team points to take second the cool part is that the third and fourth place teams china and mongolia combined for 158 points and then ukraine took fifth so um very impressive performance overall from the u.s women but the wet blanket again they took second to japan japan scored 190 points um world team champs yet again they sent nine wrestlers to the world championships last week and they won nine medals six in the finals five individual champs even more um and i'm wincing as i say this usa went two and five against japan in head-to-head matchups at the world championships in women's freestyle so kind of tough but also a stark reminder that japan women's wrestling is really the greatest sports dynasty on planet earth and i'm not sure there's a particularly close second Um, I mentioned the top five team finishes from both the men's and women's freestyle because that was a qualifying criteria for the upcoming UWW World Cup, which will be held this December at Extreme Arena in Coralville. Six teams in both competitions. You've got the top five teams from the World Championships plus an all-world team comprised of international athletes that weren't on the top five teams, if that makes sense. So for men's freestyle, here are the top five teams. USA, Iran, Japan, Mongolia, and Georgia. Those five teams combined for 24 world medalists, including eight world champions. Um, And then the top five teams for women's freestyle, Japan, USA, China, Mongolia, and Ukraine, which is kind of a cool little side story considering everything they're going through. Those five countries also combined 24 world medalists and again, eight world champions. So the all world teams, the way I understand it, um, any medalists or top finishing wrestlers from the countries that finished outside the top five, right? So for women's freestyle, that could mean another 10 world medalists, including the other two world champs, because there's only 10 international weights. Um, 
They could be in the building in December for the World Cup. Same thing for men's freestyle. Ten more world medalists, including potentially four other world finalists and the two remaining world champs. Um, So I say potentially and could um, with a lot of emphasis here because there's a lot of hurdles still for the international all-world teams to clear, um, accepting the invite kind of first and foremost, right? And then you've got visa applications, travel stuff, um, things like that, right? Those same hurdles apply to the other teams that are, you know, qualified here to compete, Um you know, and so I, these fields not set in stone just yet. Um, but I feel really good about the amount of firepower that's going to be at extreme arena in December. Another thing to keep in mind is that UWW is going to penalize teams who cannot get there. Um, so I know that there's, you know, like Iran, for example, could not get to Texas for the bout at the ballpark. Um, and I know that there was probably some international stuff going on back when the U S held the world cup at Carver in 2018. Um, I'd like to think that everybody's going to keep their ducks in a row this time around, but, um, obviously you never know. Fingers crossed, get your tickets. If you haven't already, it's going to be a ton of fun at extreme arena in December. Okay, that's enough of me talking. Let's get to the interviews that I'm sure you guys are here for. We're going to start with some men's freestyle interviews, Kyle Dick, Jordan Burroughs, David Taylor, and then we'll end with uh, the women's champs, Dominique Parrish, Tamara Mensah-Stock, and Amit Elor. Excited for you guys to hear from some of these great, great interviews. It was a fantastic week, again, as we just recapped in Serbia for Team USA, and so uh, really excited for you guys to listen to these interviews as well. Let's get to them now. Kyle Dake, four-time world champion. Congratulations. Thanks, Taylor. What are you feeling right now? Um, pretty good, you know. You just gotta push through adversity sometimes. And you know, it's not always pretty, but you go out and do your best and make it happen. You know, I felt like you did a really good job moving and um, but yeah, just really, really thankful my coaches, my teammates, all my sponsors, um, everyone who's helped me along the way. Couldn't have done it without them. Thank my wife, my kids. My parents, my in-laws, all my family. Um, this wouldn't be wouldn't be possible without them. So, really thankful for everything that they've done for me and continue to do for me. What was your toughest match so far? Um, you know, Salk Song is a great opponent. He's very dangerous. Um, you know, I just had to keep him off balance, and that was the biggest thing for me. You know, just stay strong. Obviously, all my opponents are tough, and um, you know, kudos to them for pushing me to get here. And I uh, appreciate it. Your match with Eunice, nobody was very close call. Did you expect that to be so close with Eunice? Um, you know, it's it is what it is. You know, I can't control what the rest think happen. You know, I uh, maybe a couple calls didn't go my way with early whistles and uh, some points I thought I shot on the board, but you got to gut it out. What was the You know, keep him off balance. He's a he's a downhill runner, so he's really powerful going forward. Um, moving side to side is really important. Uh, make sure he can't get his feet set. That was a huge thing for me. Um, you know, and just go out and score early. You know, we're at the whistle. I shot, got to his leg, got on the out of bounds line, tried to score two, um, and then again got another takedown. Go to legs. You know, that's uh, one thing I plan on working more this year is just continue to go to legs and not being afraid of, of getting there. So, uh, but yeah, always working. I've seen you win these tight, What is it about that that makes you successful? You know, just staying poised out there, falling back on my training, knowing what I need to do. Um, you know, just, I don't know, I've been doing it for a long time. So, uh, other than that, I don't really have a great answer for it. Um, you know, that quarterfinal win was, was pretty powerful. It was only 40 seconds, and you know, I went out in pretty dominating fashion. So um, that was probably the next one. Yeah. More focused. There's definitely more focused coming in this tournament. You know, there are just certain things that you can't control. You know, I can't control what happens in the outside world. And, you know, you just got to go out and, and play the cards you're dealt. So last year was an interesting year. This year is more normal. Um, you know, hopefully they continue to be this way leading into uh, the Paris Olympics. And how did you, like, throughout the, at the start, since the start of the season, what was the plan to reach the goal of 
you know, just continue to get better is really the biggest thing. Try to get better every time. Um, you know, variety of tacks, change up your hand placement, little things, you know, tiny things that make a big difference. And every year, you know, I, I'm going to have to wrestle really tough guys. And every time they're going to be ready for me. And every time they've watched countless hours of my footage. So I got to continue to be, continue to evolve and be dynamic. Um, but it's, it's something that everyone strives for, you know, to be a world champion. Are you satisfied Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be, call myself a four-time world champion. That's pretty, pretty cool. You know, and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome that we were able to bring home a team title as well. Um, but yeah, that's great. Three world and Olympic championships within a year. What's next? <laughs> it takes some time. Uh, I have uh, a three and a half year old, two year old next month, and a six month old this week. So um, spend some time with the family. Um, you know, just take a break, relax, and um, you know, my we're actually making a pretty big life change. Um, my family and I are moving down to State College, Pennsylvania. So we're gonna go down and train with Indian Line Wrestling Club. Um, you know, David, David's there, Zane's there, Thomas there, Kyle's there, Coach Sanderson, Coach Casey, Coach Cody, Coach Varner, Coach Jimmy. Um, you know, we're just, we're really excited about it. We're moving next month, so that's probably the biggest thing for us. What do you make of that move and anything going to the outside of the obvious training part? Um, yeah, we just, we just, you know, felt like, my wife and I felt like we needed to change. Um, you know, I, I was able to win four world titles, four national championships and four different weights at Cornell. It's kind of my legacy there. And, you know, we just, we did it for our family, did it for, you know, a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, I, I'm really excited about that opportunity, but I'm also sad to, to leave my roots, you know, but we made that decision and I'm, I'm really excited about it. Congratulations. Thank you. amazing uh, all I can say is God is good my family my coaches my training partners I just think of all the people that put so much work into helping me get to this platform you know you guys get to see the championships the hard double legs and the commitment here but you rarely get to see the definition of what makes a champion behind the scenes as tireless effort sacrifices being away from family missing milestones just being uh, committed to the people, being the people's champion, it's it's been hard for over a decade. You know, it it's a big responsibility and a big duty, but I love it. I love it. And you know, before I walk out, before every match, I always remind myself that I chose this. This is chosen suffering. It's difficult. It's hard. It's scary as heck. But I know that God equipped me with the right tools to to be the person to go out there and do this repeatedly, consistently to show people that it's possible. I'm 34 years old, I'm a father of four, been married for almost a decade, and I'm still at the top of my game. You know, it's it's a testament to, to God's power, choosing me to be exalted in front of all these people continuously, but I, I've also been humbled repeatedly on this stage. In Rio, in Kazakhstan, in Budapest, there have been many times where I've left this tournament unhappy, and for that, I'm more thankful for days like these. What's our next? No, no, not yet. Not yet. I hope they never do. <laughs> well, you know, there is no secret. I, I think my matchup style is completely different and it's difficult to be slowed down. I'm a great athlete. I move a lot. I fake a lot. I shoot a lot. And that's difficult for all people. Um, but I have a ton of respect for Iranian people, Iranian wrestlers, they wrestle with a lot of pride. I've been in, I think, five world finals. I've won seven titles, and five of them have been against Iran. You know, so I think that that's a testament to how good they are, um, and it's it's pretty special. Was there extra pressure going into tonight, knowing that that seven could be broken, or that record could be broken? Yeah, you know what, you, you have a little more of a sense of urgency, for sure, because you know that so much can happen in an, another year. Um, whether it's injuries or uh, just some catastrophic event, or you may just mentally wear down. 
and get tired of the difficulty and the grind of the sport. So I, I wanted to go out and compete at my best this week, and I thought I did fairly well um, on adapting to what my opponents were throwing at me, uh, using the cues and the pointers that my coaches gave me coming into this tournament. But also, yeah, you, you, I wanted to do this. I, I'm the standard now for USA Wrestling, and I've, I've been at this for 12 years, and there's no one who can say that I don't deserve this. I think if you ask anyone who's ever trained with me, ever been around me, they can wholeheartedly and earnestly say that I deserve to be in this position. Um, I'm super thankful. I, honestly, I can't take any of the credit for it. I, I set out to do this in 2011. I'm thankful for John for pushing me indirectly. I'm thankful for all my opponents who continue to elevate me through this process. I'm thankful for my wife for letting me go on the road for weeks at a time away from my family to, to pursue greatness. I'm thankful for my coaching staff that when I got tired, when I got upset, when I got disheartened, that they continue to encourage me. I mean, there's so many people to thank through this process. I, I honestly, it, I don't even know how to feel right now. You know, I, I wanted this bad. I wanted this really bad. And someone will break this one day. You know, someone's gonna break this one day. But today, today is my day. Today is my day. Not yet. Not yet. I still, I still got a lot to give to the sport. I'm still healthy. I'm still strong. I still have the desire to be a champion. Um, I still got a great team of people around me that are counting on me, and, and I still love this sport. Most importantly, people watch me and they get inspired by my journey, and I wouldn't give that up a second too soon. I'm going until I absolutely can't anymore. And uh, as of now, that day hasn't come yet for me. Jordan, talk about the match. Uh, going into the second period, you're down by one, and you choose to get aggressive right away rather than waiting on the shot clock. Why that strategy? Well, well, I just knew that the refs haven't been giving me favorable calls throughout the weekend, so I knew I had to do something extra. But honestly, I just wanted a takedown. I knew if I solidify the takedown, he couldn't really get to my legs. We've wrestled twice, he's never gotten to my legs. Uh, and so I knew he was just going to try to pressure, dig underhooks, and play the cat and mouse game. So I wanted to come out in a second and try to fake as much as possible because I could tell that every time he had to react and I got into his hands, it was, it was taking energy from him. And I was able to fake enough to time his reaction and get deep on that shot. And I knew once I got that takedown, I was bummed because if I would have got the lace, it would have really been over. Um, but, you know, I think that... All in all, it was it was a great match for me because I had to give ground, take ground. Give a little bit of leeway, take it back. Strong hands, heavy fakes, trying to run corners if I couldn't, just firing off a lot of shots. I only got one takedown, but I shot a lot. Um, and I got caught in double unders, but every time you have to absorb a double leg to your chest and to your face, that takes energy from you. Um, and that just, it's, it's, it's a testimony to, to, to my, my coaching staff. At the break, they're like, you got three minutes to do this. Everything you got. I've done so many activities, aerodyne, versa climber, sprints, incline, all these things as hard as I could, for as long as I could, I can give my best for three minutes. You know, Ralph, you want to become No, <laughs> as long as you compete, you always want to win. I, I, it's not about the championships. It's, it's, it's about the, the moment. It's about the, the impact. It's about the, the, the overcoming of challenges and fears. And that's, that's what's biggest to me is I was afraid going into this weekend. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of expectation. I try not to talk about it a lot. I try to stay poised. But I also just had a lot of faith. We prayed countless amount of times throughout the last month. And, you know, just praying God to give me a, a strong spirit, to give me a healthy body, to give me courage, um, and just to allow me to compete in the manner in which I want to display my ability to the world. And so that was all I was looking forward to doing. But as long as I'm in this sport, I want to win every single time. I don't know what the future holds for me, honestly. Uh, I just know that today I'm a champion, and I'm thankful for it. Are you happy that you don't have a head strap? What's that? Are you happy you don't have a head strap? Uh, oh yeah, no, no head wrap today, right? This is the prettiest I've ever made it out of a tournament. No blood, no stitches. Uh, 
it's been a long time since I've done that. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy. Happy. Thank you. All right, David Taylor just beat Yazdani again. What's going through your mind after that last, after this match? I'm trying to decide how honest I want to be right now. I'll tell you what, this year has been so hard for me. I've contemplated retiring multiple times. You know, I sat in the coach's office, I talked to my wife, and I just didn't know if I wanted to do anymore. I've been at the top of what I've wanted to do since I was a little kid. I achieved my lifelong goal being Olympic champion. I believe if I didn't go to world championships, eight weeks later, I'd probably be done. Going there and losing, it was hard. There were times the fire was bright, there were times that I was about to be smoldering and put out. But my wife, my coaches, my inner circle of people, I mean, they just, they sat me down and said, what do you want? You've earned the right to do whatever you want to do. And uh, I'm not a loser, I'm not going out losing. It feels freaking great. I was hurt all year, all year, hard to train. And uh, the last two weeks has been unbelievable. Switch of focus, mentality, skill development. And just that, got that fire, that will to win back again. And uh, I need it tonight. This is the first time I've really gone into wrestling Yazdani with super strict intentions. And I, I followed that. I followed that. And uh, you know, this is what makes He's burning that fire for me to continue going. You know, he's that barrier to me and a gold medal in Paris. These are good, world championships are great, but people will remember us for the Olympics. So, that's what it's about. That's what's coming down the board. I made the adjustments. I know he'll go back and make adjustments. And that's the beauty of competition. We're gonna keep getting better. We'll go down to the two greatest wrestlers of all time. And we'll be battling and pushing each other the entire time. So, thankful for him. But freaking A, it feels good to be a champ. This, I think this is one that means more to me maybe than anything because for the first time ever, I didn't have that fire. I didn't have that, like, what am I doing this for? And it was a lot of changing, a lot of making adjustments. And uh, I have an amazing coaching staff, family that helped me along that journey. And now we're standing here, the best country's flag around my shoulders, champion of the world. Feels pretty good. David, do you have to say anything to Hassan? Do you want to say anything to him? Listen, buddy. Losing sucks. You're gonna get better, I'm gonna get better. And next year we're gonna put it online again. I know you'll be there, I'll be there. And let's put on another show for the fans. Give them something else for them to remember and them in the record books. I'll be there, I know you will too. Let's go battle. Can you explain like the respect and relationship you have with Yazdani? I mean, there's not many people that beat me in my life. You know, he's one that has beaten me at the highest level. I have all kinds of respect for him. He's an amazing competitor, great human. I mean, emotion is raw when you're competing. You pull your heart and soul. I mean, just so many sacrifices, not only for ourselves, our family, I mean, everybody. And, you know, at this level, like, what are he and I doing this for? We've achieved everything we want to do. It's for the pride of our country. It's for the pride of ourselves to go out there. So he's pushing me. He's helping me with that fire. And it's burning pretty hot right now. You know, there's going to be challenges next year. Of why am I doing this again? And I'll remind myself what I feel like to lose and uh, what it feels like to win. David, you had, you had like six or seven matches this year, a limited schedule. Is that a intentional, a plan moving forward, or what do you think about? Oh, I mean, I, I don't know if I, I almost didn't wrestle any of those matches this year. You know, I was I was a week, I, I was two weeks out of Final X, and I called Bill, and I was seriously considering postponing my Final X because my I had too much, I had swelling in my knee, couldn't shoot. You know, and I'm like, I gotta suck it up now or never. I gotta figure this out. You know, I battled through that match. Once it's tough. You know, I got so many hungry dudes in the United States that are itching to be in this spot. So I gotta be on my A game just to make the team, just to get here. Um, but you know what, right now it's a success. Every year is an assessment moving forward. Um, but I got the greatest coaches. And when I'm excited, I said this whole thing, when I'm excited, I don't believe I can be beat. You know, it's a matter of containing that excitement and putting it on the mat when it needs to be put on the mat. How rested? How rested were you Yesterday, I mean, I, I had two matches in the year. I had three yesterday, so I was tired this morning, you know. But uh, again, you just you lean on the people you trust, and uh, you know, I, I've said it this year. It's just really, it's it's that will to win, you know. And I had the will to win today, um, so I'm grateful to have that. 
you know, I hope we continue having that moving forward. And if I do, I think I'll continue to have success. Talk about the final night. Like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's so good at what he does, and I think in the past I just believed I was training to be the best, and I just had to go do that. But, you know, guys, Donnie's so good at what he does. This is a time I went in with a specific plan, you know, and I was able to implement that to, you know, to a T, really, you know. Um, and uh, can't get, can't rest on that. You know, I got to go home, take some time off, and reassess. I got to continue to make adjustments, you know. But I believe in this tournament I got here, I tell my kids home with Entry Training Center, uh, it's not always the best guy that wins. The best guy wins a lot. It's the person that believes in himself the most. I kept telling myself that this weekend. You know, I tell my kids this, I have to do the same thing. And I tell myself when I was walking out here, just believe in your abilities. Trust it, believe in it, and you'll go do it. And you know, I did that. So that feels that's pretty good. You were engaging with the Iranian fans a little bit. They were kind of quiet at the end. Yeah. It was kind of odd. I wonder why, you know? It's kind of strange. I expect them to be a little more vocal. They're pretty passionate, so that's pretty good. Sorry? Yeah, I mean, it's a show, man. Like, listen, we're putting on the line, but we're the most number one rivalry in the world for a reason. Like, we light the scoreboard up. You know, we're putting on the line, we're wrestling. We're dog tired out there. You know, it's just like, listen, that's what we're, that's what we're here for, you know? I mean, you gotta be a little bit of a showman. You know, I'm the match man for a reason, I'm on the show, so, you know. I was able to be on top today, and it feels pretty good. Uh, you know, like, it's a busy time right now. You know, my club right now, back home, their first competitions this weekend, really tough event. Next weekend, we're, we just started a new league, they call the Premier National League, the PNL. Eight of the best clubs in the country, the United States, are competing. Um, Him2 Training Center is one of them, so I get home on Monday. We have our NLWC golf outing on Friday, Saturday morning, catch a fight in Chicago. Coaching my kids, get the best club in the country, come back home. Got who's number one of Pennsylvania, called True Power, Journeyman, and then two weeks later, Super 32, the premier season tournament. You know, so like, this was challenging because I'm, I'm trying to be the best. My kids are in a tough spot right now. They're trying to be the best. So I'm getting, I'm looking forward to being home and spending some time with them, help them achieve their goals. And uh, I always tell them it's pretty special because we can do it together. And the things that I teach them, the things that I say, I have to believe it. I can't preach something and not do it. And I did that this weekend, so hopefully they can be pretty proud of me. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you. Can you believe it, Don Parrish, world champion? I can't believe 
<laughs> my first thought was, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I was like, now I get my picture on the wall of the OTC, right next to the water fountains. <laughs> um, but just so excited for my team. And like, we had a great crew out here. We had a whole entourage. If you couldn't tell, we took up most of the bus. I'm pretty sure everybody else was pretty pissed off with it. My training partner, Audrey, just absolutely phenomenal. She's 16 years old, she's in high school. She agreed to miss three weeks of school and come hang out with me and let me work my moves on her. I'm just so grateful for her. So grateful for my family and my, my boyfriend for coming out. So grateful for everyone who's been messaging me and posting me and just you know being so encouraging. Like wrestling's a small sport and what Kayla said, it's like it don't make it bigger than it needs to be, but it feels so big when everybody's reaching out to you telling you that they love you and they believe in you. Um, my teammates, all the girls at the Sunkissed RTC, they're absolutely phenomenal. I wouldn't have made it here without them. Um, the whole team, the USA team, it's full of incredible athletes. So how, how, do you, how is the team camp mood and like every day, what do you guys like do? I feel like it's, it's hard, but it's so fun when you, when you wrestle with the best of the best get your takedowns and you hit cool moves or maybe you just have a good go with them you're like wow I can I can do that but it's, it's cool now to be one of the best <laughs> and, and the podium over there like nothing taking nothing away but sorry what the podium the 53 kg podium it has yeah. one nation miss, missing from women's wrestling that yeah, we all Japan, talk about. yeah. So, I mean, just the next two years, yeah. Next two years, like she's the target, right? Like they're always the target for women's team. Not that any country's not, but you know, Japan's very disciplined in their in their stance and their technique, and we're gonna pick them apart and beat them. Congratulations. took an opportunity and I was not letting go of it. And these are the fruits of what happened. I love it. I love it. Talk about the last four years, like what's the point like the last year I wasn't prepared as much as I should have been. I had COVID. I hurt my back. I had less than seven days of actually practicing and I still came out of it with a medal but I know that I'm better than just a bronze medal and it was pretty disappointing and people told me to be proud and I was proud but I knew I could do better and so coming back here and just proving it to myself that's poetic that's a lot of anxiety I had a lot of um, not trauma per se, but I was just kind of frightened. Um, if I did one slip up like I did last year, that could be the end of a world title. But again, I had way more training this year than I did last year, and I just had to trust the process. And my coaches, Terry and Izzy, just kept telling me, you got this, you got this. And when I was done, they were like, welcome back. I'm like, yes, I'm back. <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh my gosh, I took eight months off after Oslo and it wasn't really voluntarily, it was more so after the Olympics so many people needed my attention or wanted my attention and so I made a pursuit and went after as many as I could because you know I just got an Olympic gold and I wanted to experience it since nobody was really there and so I did that and then getting back into it, I think I cried for like a week every other day and Diamond Precious was my training partner and I was like, dang man, could you be like gentle? Like I don't remember people touching me and hitting me this hard and it was rough. 
but she was like my guiding light. Terry and Izzy were like, hey, take it one step at a time. And I freaking made it here. I'm like, I, I don't even know. By the grace of God, like I just have so many people in my corner just believing in me even when I don't believe in myself. Cause I promise you, I kid you not, I wanted to quit. But I was like, I think this is it. I, I, this sport is hurting me. I'm gonna be 30 in October, October 11th. And yeah, these kids are getting younger and younger and faster and faster, but I can hang with them. So it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've said it again and again, the future is bright and Japan has so many opportunities for their young girls to wrestle and to just be in the room with so many incredible wrestlers. So without a doubt, I know she's going to learn from this and she's going to get better and I'm going to have to be looking back behind me because I know there's a target, but I'm a moving target. <laughs> so that time off, um, you think helped reignite? Kind of some of that passion for you? Or maybe was it getting back into the wrestling that maybe helped reignite it? I think it was getting back into it and wanting to just help Diamond and the other young girls that are coming after me. I, I could not think about myself because it was so difficult. So I had to think externally and go, you know what, Tamara? You have so much to offer these girls that are behind you. So let's do that. But also show them that you can have fun doing it. And that's truly what motivated me. And I've told you guys again and again, I'm like, by the grace of God, I am here. And one of my goals is to just be a light to the, the young girls of tomorrow. And I think I'm doing it. I'm trying. I'm trying. So where do you go from here? Do you take time off? How do you enjoy what you just done? I am without a doubt taking time off. I've already got multiple trips set in motion. Um, next week, one of my friends, you might know her, Maya Nelson, her birthday is the 20th, and so she's gonna come down, and we're gonna celebrate her. And then the next weekend, I'm going to Florida for about four days, and I'm gonna do that with my husband. And then two weeks later, I'll be in Las Vegas celebrating my birthday with my little cousin, my twin, and my little sister, 25, 30, and 21. And we're gonna go to an Usher concert. Oh, I'm so excited! I mean, amongst other things, we're gonna see the Jabberwockies, and I love dancing, so there's, there's a lot. I have a lot of trips already set. And Wayland Baptist, they're inducting me into the Hall of Fame as well, and that's October 29th. So I've got a lot already on my plate, so it's nice coming out of this with the big smile on my face and a win. So those next trips aren't you know, dreadful, because they're giving it to me for Olympic gold. But it's nice to get another gold, just to have a smile. Uh, you, you know, um, one, one trip at a time, one trip at a time. I know, I know it is coming up. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Don't make me think about it, please. Last question, please. Yes. Oh, oh, Eric, sorry. All right, congratulations. Senior World Champion, oh my goodness, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm in shock, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I, I just, I kept wrestling and this is where I am, so I'm still, it's, it's unbelievable, I just, this isn't real. Have you surprised yourself at this tournament? Very much, and every single match I've surprised myself. I, uh, I knew these girls coming up, I knew each of them was really, really strong. I was getting mentally prepared for tough matches, you know, losing at the end, needing to score with only a few seconds left. And, I'm really surprised with my outcome. Uh, I had, I still had some tough matches, but you know, uh, I feel like it just shows me that uh, all the training I'm doing is is good. It's right. It's working. How did you maintain this focus over the last couple of months? I think I think it's just my desire. This has been my dream since I was a little girl, and this is what I want more than anything in the whole world. And I think about it every single day. Uh, so I think it's just. Managing the stress of it and using my desire and my dreams to motivate me every single day. Were there nerves out there before the match? How are you feeling? There were a lot of nerves and every time I feel nerves I just remind myself why I'm wrestling 
and that I love the sport so much and I go, you know what? Just go out there and enjoy it. Because if you don't enjoy it in the moment, it's not worth it. So that's that's kind of how I manage my nerves. I believe you're the youngest world champ in uh, USA history. What does that mean to you? It's, it's unbelievable, you know. It's, it's like setting a new standard for girls younger than me. You know, it's, uh, it's being an inspiration for others. And uh, it's just like, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You thought the hard work was over after the 10-0 tech, then you had to carry Valentine on your shoulders. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so scared to drop him. I was like, oh, my weight has gone forward, it's backwards. And I was like, imagine how embarrassing it would be if I dropped him on the stage there and he got injured. And that was like the memory for my finals match. Oh my gosh. I was thinking about that the whole time. I was like, don't drop him, don't drop him. <laughs> Um, you know, I was aware of that, but I also stuck to my style and what I believe in because I feel like uh, if I do that properly, it can work against anybody in the world. I still have so much to work on, but I believe in my style, I believe in my coaches, and I went out there and uh, it worked out. So. Oh my gosh, there's so much more, are you kidding me? Uh, obviously my number one dream is to be an Olympic champion, but you know, there's world championships every single year. And you know, each year is a new year, a new chance to prove that you're number one. I love that. Alright, congratulations. Thank you guys. Awesome stuff there from all the champs. For those curious, because I know you might be, um, Kyle Snyder also won a world title, and we didn't get to hear from him. Well, uh, USA Wrestling didn't post an interview, so there's really nothing to pull from. Um, if that ends up getting dropped somewhere, hopefully I'll go find it and uh, able to pull some audio for an interview with Kyle Snyder. Maybe we'll get there, maybe we won't. I don't know, but um, that's why we didn't hear from Kyle Snyder on today's show. So I know people were probably curious. I knew I would have been if I was listening, right? Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I've got today, guys. Thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram Cody J Goodwin, and of course, be sure to subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Got some wrestling events coming up here before too much longer. I Russell's Night of Conflict is this coming weekend. Going to be up there to get uh, a glimpse on uh, some preseason Iowa high school wrestling boys and girls. Um, and then obviously don't want you guys to miss uh, some other stuff that's coming up. Month of October is going to be here in a blink. Going to be a lot of preseason stuff there, as well as some media days. And then before you know it, we're all going to be back uh, back on the mats in November where there's going to be competitions, practice, and then boom, the season's going to be underway. I don't want you guys to miss a thing. You can find a link to subscribe as well as stories and videos from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.